Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. In Europe and in Ireland, uh, there is uh, we're all struggling under a refugee crisis. People are coming here from various troubled parts of the world, along with those from Ukraine. But how those two cohorts are treated is quite different. The temporary protection order covering Ukrainians allows them to work and claim benefits, while others are stuck in the limbo of direct provision, and refugees themselves are noticing this. Philippe Lopez is Communications and Engagement Officer at the Immigrant Council of Ireland. Philippe, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you today? Not too bad. Now, I suppose that the kind of the the, uh, the Irish government had to react quickly when it became apparent that uh, uh, there would be a flood of Ukrainian refugees to come to this country. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, as you as you as you said in the beginning, yes, the temporary protection directive is the is the action taken by the by a lot of countries in the European Union in order to welcome and to provide assistance and humanitarian support and legal support and uh, you know social support for the Ukrainians coming to this country. Uh, and yes, that was uh, a really uh, effective uh, action that the Irish government took in the beginning. Um, and then, but unfortunately, that is uh, you know a lot of other people in, in the limbo waiting uh, to have access to really simple things, as you as you said in the beginning, you know, work, uh, education and other things. Uh, and those people doesn't have the same uh, access. So I think this is extremely important that people should know that. So, yeah. Yeah. The, and now, I mean, at the same time, the, the government has accepted in principle the direct provision has to end. You're right about that. Uh, that is uh, the white paper that states by, well, supposedly the plan was by... 2024, um, the, the the government will be abolishing the direct provision, but unfortunately, there is already some reports suggesting that uh, unfortunately that this will be delayed. Um, and uh, yes, I think that basically, you know, uh, Ireland is a member of the United Nations and the European Union, and uh, we have, you know, Ireland has a commitment, a social commitment to provide safety for people uh, fleeing persecution, war, or migration crisis, or, or even climate crisis as well. So, and um, yes, uh, the system, you know, the direct provision system, obviously, uh, it's it's not a good system. Uh, definitely, that is, we, we have seen videos and reports and, uh, and uh, you know, talking to people that are living, um, you know, inside of those buildings and hotels and, you know, installations. And that definitely is not a, is not a good, a good um, you know, a good place to be. And uh, it's really tough. Imagine yourself... Uh, fleeing from Afghanistan, from Iran, from uh, Syria or from uh, countries in, in North Africa. And uh, after a long, long journey, you get in Ireland, you arrive in Ireland and you think you are safe and you think you can restart your life and you don't. Mm. And you don't. You're stuck there. You don't. You can't. You can't work, which is, I think, it's so fu- fundamental to, you know, um, to for a, a, a fairly uh, integration in the society. Um, so, yes, and alongside with the problems of accommodation, which is like, as we've seen already, is like overcrowded with a lot of people uh, sharing the same room. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. We, the, the, me personally, but obviously a lot of organizations in Ireland, including the Immigrant Council of Ireland, are welcoming the, the abolish of the direct provision, which, which is extremely important to step in a different direction on this approach and this issue. Yeah, though the rate of change, it would seem, is uh, slower than uh, anybody anticipated. For people that you've spoken to, Felipe, in direct provision, are they looking at Ukrainian, the way Ukrainian refugees are being treated and asking, why is there a difference? 
Uh, that's a really uh, good question. Uh, so basically, yes, I think the answer is like, okay, um, you know, they initially, and I remember clearly in the beginning of the year when Russia invaded um, Ukraine and uh, I was, you know, I've I been engaging with migration crisis for almost five years uh, and uh, I, I have friends people that I know uh, living in direct provision, but they were like, okay, that's an interesting system. You know, they're welcoming uh, Ukrainians, and uh, which is, again, just to make, you know, just to make clear, is a really good thing, the way that this system was created um, to welcome them and provide access and uh, social support, absolutely sure. But they started to ask, like, they were like, why not us? It's because I'm from Syria, it's because I'm from Congo, it's because I'm from Zimbabwe, or because of the color of my skin, what, what's the reason? And they, 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 you know, technically, they are in this situation that they feel let down. You know, they feel let down. They feel that there is, there is a difference there. And they don't understand what's the difference. From the legal point of view, obviously, that is, they are different systems. And yes, the, the, uh, the, tempor the temporary protection directive, the, the one that are welcoming Ukrainians, yes, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a perfect system that's your, you know, that is your own issues. But what I'm saying is that provides uh, easy integration process in the society where the direct provision, international protection, doesn't. Um, so they are, they are not happy about it. They, they are feeling frustrated. They are feeling let down. They are feeling some sort of difference. And this is, this is really orring. I think as a, as a society, we should be looking at equality, respect, compassion, and solidarity for everyone, every single one, not mm. just as asylum seekers. And, uh, and uh, no, for every single one living in this country and, 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 you know, in the EU and in the world in a bigger picture. Yeah. Would you like to see then that, that temporary protection order just be extended to everybody? I think I think the, I think there's a really uh, you know precisely particular question in terms of the legal aspect of the law. Uh, what I can definitely say is that the white paper, um, you know, the planning of abolishing uh, direct provision will yes provide a new system and a new approach for the asylum seekers coming from different parts of the world. And I think, yes, the government already have committed for that. They agree with those changes that has to take place as soon as possible. So I think the system itself, the white paper itself, the abolish of direct provision will do this job. Uh, they, the, the system that the Ukrainians are at the moment, which is the temporary uh, protection directive, th that is, you know, that is your downsides as well. It's not a long-term program. Uh, it's like, at the moment, it's just three years program. So we don't know how things are going to be in three years' time, and uh, they, you know, they're going to renew this this program. They, we don't know the answers. We don't have the answers. We are, you know, uh, it's been obviously, uh, you know, like uh, almost ten months since the illegal invasion of Russia over Ukraine, and uh, I think there is a lot of things that will change, and uh, and uh, hopefully this war ends. I think that's that's the main message as well. Like um, this is not right, and um, violence is not never right. But yes, I think the the the, the, the abolishing direct provision will change. Uh, yeah, we will change the system and we will change the approach and how we are welcoming those asylum seekers. Yeah, now, people listening, Felipe, I'm sure you're aware of this, will say we have 50,000 Ukrainians, we had uh, uh, thousands more refugees before they arrived, we have a housing crisis in this country, there simply isn't room to put everyone everywhere. What would you say to those people? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I have been discounting for almost 11 years and uh, I think housing crisis has been uh, a social issue in this country for way before that, for a long, long time. As far as I'm concerned, it's been a long, 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 you know, a lot of years. 
So I, I, well, I, it, it's difficult to answer this question because I think the problem is not the amount of, of asylum seekers refugees coming to these countries. That's not the issue. Ireland has a, a, a commitment providing safety for everyone looking for asylum. And a disease has nothing to do uh, with, unfortunately, that, you know, there is 11,000 homeless in Ireland. And this one thing has nothing to do with the other. It's not because there is more asylum seekers, more refugees, more people coming, claiming uh, international protection in Ireland. It means that the other, uh, you know, the other 11,000 homeless in Ireland are, are struggling. So, yes, there is a social crisis, there is a housing crisis. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, the message that should be said here is like, we should engage together to find solutions as a society. I suppose to point fingers on asylum seekers or migrants or or Ukrainians because this won't solve the problem. Unfortunately, mm. the government are well, no, no, not even a finger pointing wave. Just as a, just Philippe as as a basic idea of physical space that there f- basically aren't enough beds uh, at the yeah. moment for all the people, and that's not to blame asylum seekers, but that that that. But that is the reality, unfortunately, we seem to be finding ourselves in. I I understand that. And I think uh, projects and plans like building those modular homes uh, would be something uh, that would make a difference, that would provide straight uh, accommodation for those people fleeing persecution, fleeing war. Uh, I think programs, projects like that would make a big difference. Try to um, to work with vacant properties. There is a lot of in the country. There is a lot, already a lot of reports saying that it's like vacant properties and how we're gonna uh, how we can sort this out and provide more beds and more accommodation, as you were saying. So yes, uh, what, what I think the message here that I really would like to say is that I I, I think it's unfair to and, and that's what my article says, the the one that was published yesterday. Is like it's unfair to say that it's refugees' fault. You know, we are created; they are creating this problem because this problem always has been Ireland, unfortunately. And again, those eleven thousand homeless living Ireland, they are struggling. They are in a really, really difficult situation, and they they, they deserve to be respected. Deserve to be, you know, to have access to a social program that will guarantee that they're gonna have a shelter, that they're gonna have a bed to sleep, and this is equally extend to every single one. Felipe, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That's Felipe Lopez there, a communications and engagement coordinator at the Immigrant Council of Ireland. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.